All right. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. Happy Sunday to you. Uh, this is our Sunday tarot talk. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be talking about the Empress today and creative imagination, the Empress and creative imagination. So this is going to be a great show. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, there's a lot of great symbolism and deep lessons to be learned from the Empress. So uh, stick with me here on the show. You're going to learn a lot today. And there's going to be a lot of information to help you transform your life, to help you be who you want to be, do what you want to do, and have what you want to have. We're really looking at tarot as a tool for transformation in these talks each week. Um, we're starting out, of course, uh, with the Fool card, which was the, uh, the first uh, lesson that we did. So you can go back and listen to that. Then we did the Magician and the Priestess. Um, now we are on the Empress. Now we're on the Empress. So the fourth card. Uh, in the series, uh, but key number three, since the fool is zero, zero is a fool, uh, one is the magician, two is the priestess, we are now on key three, which is the empress. So again, thank you for joining us. I want to thank everyone who helped out, uh, who shared our uh, Libra Forum Deck uh, Kickstarter campaign uh, with your friends and those of you who donated and those of you who just had positive uh, vibes for us and all that. We greatly appreciate it. We did reach our goal. So woohoo, thank you. Uh, my enthusiasm was a little low on that. I'm still waking up here, uh, getting this day started. But I want to really thank you guys for, uh, for your help in that. Couldn't have done it without you. So again, blessings and light to everyone. Uh, thanks again. So you can check that out. You can actually still uh, pre-order it through our website uh, if you didn't catch the Kickstarter campaign. So uh, that's at CosmicEye.org. Uh, so do also check out CosmicEye.org if you are a tarot fan and I mean you're listening, so you must have interest in the tarot. Uh, we have really great tarot bags that we handcraft ourselves uh, we're, you know, a tarot company by tarot lovers for tarot lovers. So our bags are the, uh, the highest quality materials. We use uh, beautiful Dupioni silk interiors, uh, really unique one-of-a-kind fabrics, uh, very quality um, uh, construction. You know, the thing is, it's we love our cards and we spend a lot of money on our cards, but oftentimes we'll buy these, these cheap bags or use an old, you know, Crown Royal bag or something for our cards. Uh, you know, our tarot cards deserve a good home, and we believe our bags are that good home. So check that out. There's a lot of new bags listed, and there's more coming uh, this week. So that's at CosmicEye.org. All right, the Empress card is our topic today. We're going to start as we usually do. Um, I'm going to do the pattern on the trestle board, the pattern on the trestle board. First, actually, let me uh, say one thing. Uh, if you want to follow us at uh, Cosmic Eye Tarot, at Cosmic Eye Tarot on Instagram. I'm doing some, uh, some cool stuff. I'm doing some free readings, uh, some spirit slash ancestor readings on Friday. The, the new uh, tarot readings are free uh, each Monday. So you can check out your sign and you can get a reading for the week for your sign. Uh, so that's available through uh, at Cosmic Eye Tarot on Instagram and other places as well. So you can find that. I want to also thank uh, my mentor uh, in spirit, uh, Dr. Paul Foster Case, whose material uh, I pull most of my tarot knowledge from and whose inspiration I pull from each week. And he is uh, my co-pilot in spirit 
uh, from the spirit world on this show. Thank you, Dr. Case, for being here uh, in, in spirit with us. Uh, and I highly suggest you check out his work. It is uh, the best. It is the best. He is one of uh, the best tarot scholars and occultists that I know of, and I highly recommend his work, Paul Foster Case. Uh, the pattern on the trestle board. Again, this comes from Paul Foster Case's work. Uh, this is a Kabbalistic affirmation, a very powerful one. So please, uh, uh, if you don't know it, uh, just kind of mentally quiet yourself and listen along. And, you know, maybe over the weeks you'll want to memorize it yourself. You can find that online, the pattern on the trestle board, or you can go to bota.org and, and purchase a little card that has that on it. Okay, this is the truth about the self. Zero, all the power that ever was or will be is here now. Number one, I'm a center of expression for the primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. Number two, through me, its unfailing wisdom takes form in thought and word. Number three, filled with understanding of its perfect law, I'm guided moment by moment along the path of liberation. Number four, from the exhaustless riches of its limitless substance, I draw all things needful, both spiritual and material. Number five, I recognize the undeviating justice in all the circumstances of my life. Number six, in all things great and small, I see the beauty of the divine expression. Number seven, living from that will, supported by its unfailing wisdom and understanding, mine is the victorious life. Number eight, I look forward with confidence to the perfect realization of the eternal splendor of the limitless light. Number nine, in thought and word and deed, I rest my life from day to day upon the sure foundation of eternal being. Number 10, the kingdom of spirit is embodied in my flesh. The kingdom of spirit is embodied in my flesh. So keep that in mind. You are a divine child of God having a human experience. All right, so the Empress, let us get into this. So first we're gonna look at the Empress card a little bit. And I wanna encourage you, of course, to, uh, to grab your Empress card. If you have a deck, grab your Empress card and take a look at it. If not, uh, you can go online and uh, look at the BOTA version or the, uh, the Rider Waite version of this card. Uh, these are kind of, that's the symbolism that I'm using. Although you can use any card you want. It's sometimes it's easier when we're, when we're looking at the symbols uh, to, to be looking at the same thing. Uh, so you can either look at that online on your phone, um, you know, in a book, if you've got pictures uh, from your deck, whatever, however you want to do it. It is very helpful. And I also want to encourage you guys uh, each week. So after the lesson, uh, after the talk that we do on Sunday for the particular card, I want to really encourage you to take uh, at least five minutes each day and just sit and contemplate, kind of look at that card. Um, each day and really let the symbolism, let the images on that card work on your unconscious mind, work on your subconscious mind and really, you know, evoke those powers that are within you. All of these tarot cards are powers that are within you. We'll discuss that more. Uh, but this Empress card is a very powerful one. So work with her this week, work with her this week. And then next week we'll be working on the Emperor and, you know, work with the Emperor card. Uh, at the appropriate time. So, you know, give at least five minutes a day for the week uh, to working with this card. And it's really going to, you're really going to see the results in your life. It's really going to help open up your imagination, your concentration, your creativity, your focus, et cetera, et cetera, even your memory. 
will be affected. Uh, so, so work with these cards. They're very powerful esoteric tools, psychological tools. All right. So first, let's take a look at the cards. For those of you who don't have the card, it's okay as well if you don't have access to it and you're just listening in your car or something. Uh, cool as well. Uh, I'll describe uh, the Empress for you. You've probably seen her before. She's one of the more famous cards in the Major Arcane. And as I said, of course, we're going through this whole series. So each week we're covering a card. This week it's the Empress. Uh, the first one was the Fool. The second one was the Magician. The third one was the Priestess. And now we're on our fourth episode of this. And that is the Empress. So we're going in order of these cards. And we'll go all the way to a card number 22, which is the world. And then I'm going to start over, actually, and go even deeper into the card. So we're just looking at the surface. And again, so all of these symbols that we look at are just one aspect of these cards. So if you, you don't agree with, with my interpretation or with uh, Dr. Case's interpretation, or where we're drawing from, uh, just kind of suspend that, that disbelief and just kind of go with the flow and see where it leads us and just have an open mind. If you have a different understanding of the card, that's, that's perfectly good. Uh, and perfectly right. Uh, but let's take a look at some some different meanings, some other meanings. Let's let's expand it out. You know, these are these are multi multi balance symbols. Uh, multi, there's multiple meanings in these symbols. So uh, let's let's dig into them. All right. So the Empress card mainly is a, a card of, that has a lot of green on it uh, in the BOTA deck. Most decks she's she has a lot of green. Uh, the BOTA deck has a, a green border. There's green cypress trees in the background, 10 of those. Uh, she's wearing a green dress as well. Uh, she has a, 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 an, a red triangle on her chest. She's holding a scepter uh, that has uh, the symbol of Venus at the top of it. She has 12 stars, 12 six-pointed stars around her, around her head. Uh, some of, uh, she's standing on a moon. There's a in the background, she's actually sitting on, excuse me, she's sitting on a, um, a bench, a stone bench that's ornate and carved. And then there's a stream behind her that flows through that comes from the priestess card. So all of these cards are interconnected. Remember that they're all interconnected and they build on each other. So the one before and the one after and so forth are all interrelated. And then there's some wheat. And her left foot is on top of a crescent moon. Her left foot is on top of a crescent moon. Finally, she's also holding, there's more symbols in these. I can't go into each one of them, but the, the ones we're gonna look at uh, today are these, are these, are the threes, the symbol of her as Venus. Let us move forward into our discussion. Now, as I said, the Empress is a, a very powerful card. Uh, all the tarot keys, of course, are powerful, but the Empress really stands out because she's connected to this idea of creative imagination. Really, all the symbolism that we're going to look at today tie into your creative imagination and all the power that that represents. Stop and think about that for a moment. The power of your creative imagination and what that represents. I mean, it really is the key to your life. And we're going to go into that. Remember that all the tarot keys, though, of course, represent in symbolic form, some aspect of, of your consciousness, they represent some aspect of yourself, some archetypal power or part of yourself that exists within you. So all the cards are really pictures of yourself. They're pictures of different aspects which you can manifest in your life and which you do manifest in your life. We're making them conscious, we're evoking them. 
through the use of these tarot cards. And the tarot speaks to us by evoking or bringing out a thought, making it tangible. Uh, but it's more than just an intellectual sort of thought or ideas. It's really all the expressions of mind power that we experience in daily life and consciousness. All the expressions of mind power, not just thought, but the various expressions and, and, and subtleties of mind power. The word empress comes from a, a Latin root that means uh, to set an order, to arrange. And these ideas are connected to the number three. And we're going to talk about the number three, as I said. Uh, the empress represents the inner side of the psychological process, which establishes order, the inner process, the inner psychological process, which establishes order. The emperor, which we're going to speak about next week, is going to deal with the mental processes which establish order on the outside, on the outer world. Uh, so we'll get into that next week. As I said, all these cards are connected together. So in order to really get a deep understanding of them, it is, it is good to think about where they stand in relation to the cards around them. And we talked last week about the high priestess and she's connected to the moon and the virgin goddesses, uh, Diana, otherwise known as Artemis and the other virgin goddesses in ancient history. Uh, the moon is thought of as, as being cold and, and virginal, cold and virginal, uh, so not yet productive. In contrast with the empress, who's a warm maternal figure, she's the great mother. She's connected to all the mother goddesses of the ancient world. She's connected to the idea of Mother Earth, uh, mainly though in, in the Western system of uh, Western mystery system, Tarot and Kabbalah. Uh, she's particularly associated with Aphrodite or Venus, or Venus as she's more commonly known uh, through the Roman mythology. The Empress is associated with the Hebrew letter Dalit. Dalit. This letter uh, means door. It's a Hebrew letter. It's a fourth Hebrew letter. And it means door, and it's connected with the idea also of the womb, which is the doorway of life. And of course, our own creative imagination is like a doorway uh, because what we think about and visualize, we tend to bring into manifestation, into reality in our day-to-day -day life. And so how we use our creative imagination, is, in other words, the power of the emperor, empress uh, determines whether or not, honestly, whether or not we make our life a heaven or a hell, as Blake talked about. So it's all this, the mental, um, the mental images, the attitudes, the thoughts, the actions that we take, they're all related and they all create the life that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, and even those things which we don't choose to bring into our life or seemingly come from, you know, outside of our thought process, how we react to those things, how we deal with those things creates how we're going to experience life. So we're going to look at those symbols we just talked about, the three, uh, Venus and Dalit, and we're going to dive down deep into the meanings connected to the Emperor's card. And as I said, mainly they're going to be uh, these ideas of creative imagination. So these symbols, we're going to look at how they associate to our creative imagination. And again, our creative imagination is supremely important in how we 
experience our day-to-day life. You know, what we think about, what we imagine, what we think ourselves to be, what we think that we want to have, what we think that we want to do, um, you know, how we approach that, what we hold in our conscious thought all day long, you know, our, our, our feelings and attitudes towards them, particularly our feelings and attitudes towards them. That's that very Venusy sort of um, uh, power, is this power of love, this power of attraction, this power of beauty, this power of desire. Uh, those are all associated with Venus. We'll talk more about that. Uh, so we're going to go into some of the secrets of creative imagination, which will help you to tap into the magical powers of creative imagination, tap into the magical powers of the Empress in your own life. Uh, so let's get into this and make our lives better. All right. The Empress, as I said, is associated uh, with the number three. So she's key three. She's actually the fourth card, but she's associated with the number three. So sometimes people get confused with that because the letter Dalit, which she's associated with, is actually uh, is actually connected to the number four. Uh, so we won't go into all the details of that, but that's it's it's an important distinction. So just remember that she's key three and Dalit is, is four. We're not really going to talk about four today. That's going to be in the next series of lessons and why, why that is, uh, which will be down the road. The number three has a lot of important symbolic connections. And you're going to be able to see these as you work with this card. So as I said, work with this card for at least five minutes a day. Everyone has an extra five minutes and uh, more as, as you can, but, you know, just start with that five minutes and establish that routine of, of just sitting down and, and, and just really kind of looking at the card, you know, not, not staring, but just kind of ga gazing at it lightly and allowing it to kind of wash over you into your imagination and work with its imagery. Uh, we're going to look at the, uh, the number three, the esoteric meanings of this number three. They're very important. Uh, so let's go into some of those. I'm just going to kind of give you a list of some of these uh, words and ideas that are connected to the number three in occult tradition in Kabbalah. Three is multiplication. Multiplication, that's one of the most important ideas associated with this card. It's increase, growth, augmentation, extension, productiveness, fecundity, fecundity, generation generation, uh, the response of subconscious mental activity to self-conscious impulse in the generation of mental images and understanding. We'll go over that. This idea of creative imagination uh, that we'll get into a little bit later, we'll go deeper into it, uh, uh, is associated with this principle of multiplication. Multiplication that's associated with number three. Uh, and how that manifests in your mental life. So the Empress represents the secret process, uh, which is the, again, so this, this idea of the response of subconsciousness to self-consciousness in the generation of mental images. It's kind of a confusing mouthful. So let's look at this. What does this mean? Let's dig into this idea. So to understand the Empress, we also need to understand, as I said, the previous cards, magician, and the high priestess, number one and number two. So just as number three is created by the combination of one and two, one plus two, the empress is a symbolic expression of the combination of the ideas pictured uh, by that magician card and that high priestess card, that number one and that number two. The empress represents the union of those forces symbolized by those, those two previous cards. 
Okay, so the sum of one and two is three. Uh, is, and it's a union of the ideas of individuality, which is number one, and then repetition, repetition or reflection, as we talked about when we talked about that high priestess card. So I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the magician and the high priestess um, talks if you haven't heard those yet. Of course, you can listen through to these, uh, what, you know, whichever, whichever order you want to. Uh, but do go and check those out when you get a chance. The repetition of the, the single unit uh, through the agency of the duad, the duad, number two, is reproduction. Okay, so reproduction then is manifested. In other words, it shows out in your life. It's manifested as renewal, generation, fertility, growth, de development, generativity. Uh, so number three is the, the number of production, formation, organization, propagation. All the ideas with the associated with the, uh, all the ideas associated with the Empress and all the powers of your creative imagination is really what that is. Um, so the Empress is connected to the planet Venus also, the planet Venus. So number three, and then the planet Venus or the goddess of Venus, uh, both of those uh, very powerful symbols of love, of, of generativity, is all these ideas that are associated with this empress. Uh, so she holds this, she, as I said, she holds a scepter and it's crowned with the planetary symbol of Venus, which is a, it's a globe with an with a equal arm cross. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen that. That's actually on the doorway of some bathrooms. They popularized that in the 70s as the female symbol and the masculine symbol was the Mars symbol with the pointy arrow in the circle. So she holds a heart-shaped uh, shield also. And it, this, this shield is made of copper. And that copper is, is a metal that's sacred to Venus. A dove is on the shield. And that's also a symbol of Venus. And that's a sacred bird of hers. Um, so as I said, uh, uh, the image of Venus also represents this idea of the great mother, mother nature, the power of creation in the natural world, power of creation in the natural world. So just this power of, of generativity and, and multiplication and life force that manifests itself on the planet. You know, is this power of Venus? Is this power of Mother Nature? Is this power of the Great Mother? Uh, Paul Foster Case, I'm going to quote him here, because as I said, he's, he's genius, and I, 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 he puts things in a way that, that I can't. So I'm going, to, I'm going to share this with the Empress then is Mother Nature personified as Venus. She clothes, clothes herself in the web of manifestation, which entangles the minds of fools. But the wise see through appearances, and then nature unveils herself. The veil hiding truth is the veil of human ignorance. The veil hiding truth is a veil of human ignorance. It may be taken away by those who know how to choose their mental images. Let me say that again. The veil of ignorance may be taken away by those who know how to choose their mental images. That is the power of creative imagination is choosing your mental images. It's feeding the subconscious mind the information that you want it to have, programming it properly with positivity, with love, with, um, with creativity, with abundance. 
uh, and then uh, and then focusing and choosing uh, the mental images that you hold your mind on uh, throughout the day. So regardless of what kind of pops up into your head or you know what TV is showing at the moment or what you know that person did in traffic that made you angry, you can just go back and keep focusing on the things that you want. Keep focusing on the things that you desire in your life, love and abundance and security and happiness and you know, creativity and, and, and all of these ideas. And that's the real magical power of imagination. What you think about, what you visualize, what you imagine, in other words, how you use the power of your creative imagination, how you use this empress power within you, this Venus power, determines your life. Think about that for a second. So he, again, I'm gonna quote Paul Foster Case. He puts it like this and he says, the Empress is a matronly figure and traditional interpretations tell us she is pregnant. This agrees with the fact that creative imagination results from the impregnation of subconsciousness by impulses originating in self-consciousness. The impregnation of subconsciousness the moon sort of receptive part of our mind, by impulses originating in self-consciousness, the magician, that sun, that focus, that attention. Uh, what you think about, what you imagine, what you hold in consciousness, what you plant in consciousness, how you use the powers of Venus, represented by the Empress, is what you're going to experience in your life. So please, you know, keep keep hold of your mind, your imagination, your, you know, your creativity. It can run away from us. You know, there was a time in my life when my imagination ran away with me. And, you know, I thought of myself as an alcoholic and a, a drug addict. And, you know, I proceeded to live that out. You know, messages from outside or messages from inside or wherever they were from, you know, got, got me on a, on a bad path. And then, you know, as time went on, I began to realize that's not who I am. You know, the core of me, this, this, this infinite part of myself is not, is not cool with this. And then you begin to realize it's like, this is something that I've been, you know, habitually doing. And of course, I, you know, it came from an idea. It came from a seed idea. It came from, you know, wherever it came from, you know, environment and, and, and things you see around you, whatever it is, you know, different, you know, physiological things that are passed on, whatever, whatever the, the sort of uh, initial seeds of it, you don't have to keep participating in that. You can, uh, use your creative imagination, use your mind, use your body and your actions and your thoughts to create a whole different, you know, sober you in that particular case. Or, you know, if you're broke, you know, you keep thinking about, oh, I don't have any money and I hate my job and I'm never going to get ahead. And you keep saying these things to yourself. You just create more of that. More makes more. You know, even though you may be broke, that is, that may be a reality. You're not poor. There's a difference between being broke and being poor. Uh, Frank Sinatra made that distinction. I remember him talking about that. Um, in, 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 it must have been one of his books or something. He never thought of himself as, as, as being poor. He'd always think of himself as being broke. And there's a big difference. Broke just means you don't have any money at the moment. Poor means that, you know, you're never going to have any money. So if you don't have any money right now, you're broke. You're not poor. The universe will provide. And, you know, you will find a way and you know the the infinite creative uh, force that that you know that is responsible for generating this universe is part of you. Tap into that and create 
you know, the abundance and the beauty and the, and the life that you want. Uh, so use that creative imagination carefully, you know, and make sure you're not uh, caught up in someone else's idea of who you are, some mistaken limitation that you're putting on yourself or, you know, your family's idea of who you are or what have you. Any of those things, let them go, move on, create something completely new for yourself uh, with your creative imagination. With your creative imagination. So what you think about, you're going to experience, you know, who you believe yourself to be, you're going to become. So use that creative imagination carefully. So when you daydream, you worry, you imagine negative outcomes, you dwell on your fears. Like I said, you talk about, you know, being poor, you talk about being broke, you talk about being sick, all those things, you know, more makes more. You know, you're, you're going to create more of those kinds of thoughts and more of those kinds of experiences and you can just as easily create something positive it's just a matter of getting out of the inertia so if you're stuck in a, a depression or you're stuck in a you know habitual state of anxiety or so if you've got to work on yeah, work on the physiological stuff that you need to do and if you need to see a doctor i mean do that of course but go you know into the creative imagination and begin imaging yourself and believing for a calm person, a peaceful person, a positive person, and you're going to begin to manifest that. You begin to manifest that in the body, in the mind, in the spirit. The spirit is the cause. The spirit is the cause. The body is an effect. Think about that. The spirit is the cause, and a body, the body that we live in, is an effect. All right. So watch, uh, watch your thoughts. You know, be careful what you're feeding your mind. You know, these negative YouTube videos, these negative Instagram things, and you know, negativity in the news and all this, it, it builds in the creative imagination. And then it outpours into our life. So, you know, I'm not saying don't live in reality. You know, you know, the difference between knowing what's going on and feeding your mind negative bullshit. Uh, so keep that in mind. Because you're going to manifest what you think about all day long. So use this Venus power, the power of uh, the Empress, constructively connect to Venus creatively connect to Venus creatively. So if you're wanting to, you know, if you're wanting to manifest someone, something in your life, really use your creative energy. Those of you that are into ritual, into magic, into Wicca and so forth, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, use your, your ritual time and use your, your you know, use the, the, the astrological timings and the moon phases and so on to really, and the, you know, all of the, the powers at your command, your creative imagination, use the the sense of incense and, you know, beautiful images and, you know, whatever you can uh, to really activate that creative imagination. Is that what, that's really one of the mysteries and, and secrets of magic is, is using creative imagination effectively and really connecting to the power of faith, connecting to the power of the senses, connecting to these uh, higher spiritual realms and levels, using the power of correspondence as above, so below, you know, connecting to the plants that are associated with uh, whatever your desire is, the, the Kabbalistic uh, Sephirot and so on, if you understand that, and we'll go deeper into that as time goes on. Uh, connect to the things you love, the things you're passionate about, keep your mind focused on what you want. Again, what you wanna be, what you wanna do, what you want to have, those things are important. Those make up your life. And it's not, it's not a selfish thing to know who you are and what you want to do in life. It makes you a more spiritual person. 
It really makes you a more spiritual person. The more, you know, in order our life is, the more abundance that we can manifest, the more uh, order and focus we have in our life, the more, you know, positivity and creativity we have in life, the more that we can share with others and be a positive example for them. And, and literally share of our abundance, you know, with the charities of our choice and with people that we love and people that need help and so on. You know, it does not do any of us any good to be broke. And especially it doesn't do us uh, any good to be poor, as I talked about. That is a, that's a state of a mentality that you got to eradicate. Broke is one thing. Hey, I don't have any money right now. That's, that's cool. I will, you know, I will be, I will have abundance tomorrow, let's say, you know, that, look at it that way. Uh, look at it that way, but I'm never poor, never poor, because, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you, Jesus said. So, you know, seek the spiritual source within yourself, and those things, you know, the material stuff that you need, they'll be added unto you. You know, keep them in mind, keep them in focus, use that creative imagination. The Empress, the Empress and the power of creative imagination will help you get there. All right, the letter Dalit, the fourth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, you can see that letter Dalit down in the corner. I, I forgot that in my description, but it's down in the in the right. It's in the right hand corner in the little frame underneath her, and then the uh, and then the number uh, of her card, which is three, is on there on the other side, opposite the letter Dalit. Um, it represents door. It represents door. So as I've said before, each of these Hebrew letters is sort of as a hieroglyph. It, it has a it has a a letter meaning, but then it also has a, a sort of a, a picture meaning in essence, and one of its meanings is door. And originally, in its ancient form, it was a simple drawing of like a, a flap of a tent. Obviously, since the Hebrew people were, you know, were nomadic at that time when this was developed, and then it later developed to mean any sort of door. So Dalit meant any sort of door, even in a, in a building. The symbol of the door then it really suggests the power to admit or to bar, uh, to, to hold on to, to retain, or to let something out. So and I talked a little bit about this at the beginning, but in some, some Kabbalistic and occult circles, Dalit is also connected to the idea of um, uh, the womb and the idea of the door as an entrance or exit or a passageway a passageway from within to without, a passageway from within to without. I want you to think about that for a second, a passageway from within to without. So keep that in, in mind when you use creative imagination. Your, your creativity really is a doorway between possibility and reality. I'm gonna repeat that. Your creativity is a doorway between possibility and reality. Keep that in mind. I mean, you could even use that as, a, as an affirmation. My creativity is a doorway between possibility and reality. That's a, that's a great affirmation. Uh, I came up with that using my creative imagination while uh, I was kind of prepping the show uh, before I did it. So there's where creative imagination comes into play. You know, that idea popped in when I was thinking about the doorway. I was thinking about Dalit. I was thinking about the door. And it just kind of kind of came together. It's, that's how creativity works. So the door uh, is a feminine symbol. It represents reproduction, birth, entry of life, and the manifestation. As I said, uh, some occultists believe that the that Dalit represents the womb. What is the womb? It's the door of life. It's the doorway of life. It's the opening 
uh, to receive the life seed and it closes to retain the germ life during the gestation period. And then it opens again to send out a newborn creature into the world. That's the process of birth. That's the process of, of life, you know, in our existence for any created creature on this planet. So the same thing that occurs uh, during that birth process that we just talked about happens uh, when we birth a new idea, when we birth a new path for ourselves in life, when we birth a creative uh, impulse or a manif manifested desire that we have in our minds. Um, so like I said, Dalit means door. Dalit means door. Your creativity is a doorway between that possibility, between possibility and reality. Possibility is what you're thinking about. Possibility is the what you're what you're affirming for. Possibility is what you're praying for, what you're what you're desiring. Reality is the manifestation of that thing. And Dalit represents the doorway between those two things. Subconsciousness receives the seed impulse of your thoughts, of your visualizations, of your ritual work, your magical work, whatever you're doing, whatever you're focusing on, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're feeling. And then a process follows after you've, 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 you've put these seed impulses into subconsciousness. A process, a mysterious process follows a cycle where these thought seeds are developed in subconsciousness, in the subconscious mind. And then when this cycle is completed, what happens is a new idea, a new plan, a new invention comes through the door of subconsciousness into your awareness. And then it comes through the door of awareness into material existence. And so this is another function of creative imagination is this, this power of creative imagination, this power of, of, um, of, of duplication. In essence, it just takes a, a, an idea that we have, and this is the, the gist of creativity, it takes an idea that we've, we've fed in and it multiplies it into something else, morphs it into something else in a magical way that is beyond our conscious mind. It's like you have a all of a sudden you have a hunch or you're working on a piece of art or you're writing something and you have no idea you know what to do to get your character out of this jam that he or she is in and it's like all of a sudden you know you just kind of give up on it you go for a walk and all of a sudden something pops into your head like oh i know i can you can jump into the water and you know swim down and whatever it is and you know you know it's some some sort of magical idea that works perfectly for the for the story uh, that came from creative imagination. This is the power of Dalit. This is the power of Venus. This is the power of the Empress, the doorway. The doorway from the unknown into the known. So it's this mysterious creative operation of the subconsciousness that we're talking about here, this creative imagination. It's a magical thing. It's a magical thing. It's interesting, like I said, so you put something in there, you, you, you sort of plant a seed of an idea, and then there's a kind of an accretion an accretion or accumulation of materials, psychic materials, ideas, different thoughts, they, you know, we don't know, which gather around this seed idea, this vital center. And it's kind of like a pearl where a pearl forms out of a, you know, an irritation that's being experienced by the oyster from a, from a little grain of sand. And it, it accretes this, this chemical substance around and it creates this beautiful pearl out of that irritating little bit of sand. And sometimes it's, life is like that. Some, some irritation or discomfort or, or issue in our life is what's gonna form into the pearl. It's gonna form into the pearl through the secretion of, 
creative imagination, this process that goes, uh, that goes on below the surface of our mind in this mysterious, watery, fluid, empress world that exists in our mind. So, you know, this idea of accretion of materials or creative production symbolized by the letter Dalit because uh, it's also connected, Dalit is also connected to the Greek letter Delta. So these, these, these alphabets, you know, the Hebrew Aleph Bet and the Greek alphabet are, are very similar and they're slightly different, but they're very similar and they, they probably have a common source or they're interrelated in some way. They're not entirely sure historically speaking, but they're definitely interrelated. So a, a delta is the equivalent letter of, of, of Dalit, uh, the Greek delta. And a delta, as you probably know, is, 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 a, is a gathering of alluvial soil at the mouth of a river. So it's this like sort of, you know, this, this very um, generative, very productive area uh, of, of, of land at the end of the mouth of a river. Uh, you've probably heard of the Nile Delta, where most of the food is grown in Egypt, and the Mississippi Delta. The Mississippi Delta was, you know, where the cotton was grown and all of the all of the agriculture. So one of the most uh, productive uh, agriculture areas in the world, uh, most fertile farmland. So that Greek letter Delta is also associated with female reproductive organ. Um, and this idea of fertility, generativity. So it's this little, uh, the letter delta itself is a little triangle. It's a little triangle. Um, it looks different than the letter dalit, but they're associated together, as I said. So this idea of delta, generativity, creativity, the doorway of life, the doorway of life, like we've been talking about. Uh, so we've went over some, some of these symbols. And um, we've looked at the symbolism of the Empress and how these symbols are connected to creative imagination. I've been stressing how important creative imagination is in terms of your life and how you're living your life and what you're manifesting in your life and how you're feeling about your life. Um, and I, I really want you to remember this idea that your creativity is a doorway between possibility and reality. Your creativity is a doorway between possibility and reality. And again, Dalit is the door that's associated with the card Empress. So that's that connection. So, you know, use that, uh, uh, you, know, you know, while you're looking at your, your card this week, you may just say to yourself, you know, my creativity is a doorway between possibility and reality. It's a simple little affirmation you can do. Uh, so we looked at the number three, which is multiplication and generativity. It's the power of one, that concentrated thought, which is represented by the magician, and the power of two, or that subconscious memory represented by the high priestess. Those are some meanings. And then, of course, three, the empress is a culmination or a combination or a union of those two things. And then she is creative imagination. We talked about Venus, the goddess, the planet, some of the ideas associated with Venus uh, and how those relate to your creative imagination and how you can direct your creative imagination, especially by using, um, connecting to art and beauty and sense and taste and your passions and love, et cetera, in, in terms of reaching your goals and using all your senses along with your creative imagination. It's very important. And those are all Venus activities. You know, Venus is the patron, uh, 
patroness of, uh, of artists. Uh, or artists are the patrons of, of Venus, I should say, or it goes both ways, I suppose. But she is their, their muse in a lot of ways and their creative imagination and their, their direction. And that's associated with that, that passion, that creativity, that beauty, that art, luxury, fashion, music, all of these things are associated with Venus. So the more you can uh, um, use all of your senses and all of your feelings and so forth in terms of your visualization and your creative imagination, the more real you can make those things to yourself, the more, the, the more quickly and easily they're going to manifest in your day-to-day -day life, in your day-to-day -day life. So finally, we talked about Dalit, the doorway, and how creative imagination is the doorway of what you manifest in your life. Um, so work with this Empress card. She's gonna help you to stimulate your creativity, your imagination. Take that five minutes I talked about uh, each day to just look at this card and you know, maybe set, or set, set the card up in, uh, you know, next to your mirror or something you're, you're, you're looking at each day and remind yourself of this creative imagination, the powers of the Empress. She'll help you manifest your creative thoughts and dreams. Uh, conversely, you know, the Empress can be uh, the dark mother, depending on what you focus on. So you have to remember that. It's all, you know, light and sunshine and unicorns and ice cream. You know, it depends on what you, what you feed your subconscious mind uh, that, the, that the Empress is going to manifest through creative imagination. So again, uh, don't feed your subconsciousness negative, dark, destructive thoughts, because she's, she's going to create uh, more of these types of experience. More makes more. You know, don't fear it. Just keep your mind clear. Keep it focused on what it wants. Uh, keep yourself focused on what you, you you desire, what you know moves you, where your passions are, and just you know just be careful what sort of seeds you're planting into the subconscious garden of mind. Don't plant weeds. You know, don't plant poisonous poisonous plants and so forth. Plant flowers. You know, plant, plant beautiful fruit trees, productive plants and vegetables, whatever, you know, you like. Plant those in your garden. And the empress will, you know, in turn, create this bountiful, beautiful garden in your life. So keep that in mind. All right. So as I said, your creativity is a doorway between possibility and reality. So keep that in mind and focus on this empress card. Uh, thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a great uh, weekend. I mean, we're wrapping it up now, obviously. It's Sunday, but I hope uh, you're having a great weekend and go into the week, you know, working on uh, working with this Empress card. And she's going to help you uh, really manifest these creative thoughts and ideas that you have. Uh, again, I want to remind you that uh, at Cosmic Itero, at Cosmic Itero, our Instagram account, uh, on uh, Monday, we do, I do tarot readings. And then on Friday, I've got a, an ancestor spirit reading. And of course, there's quotes and all kinds of different stuff. So you can follow us there. And again, at cosmiceye.org on our website um, or on Etsy at Cosmic Eye uh, Tarot. We have shop there. Actually, that's uh, right now where we have the bulk of our tarot bags listed. So if you want to want to check those out, uh, go to uh, go to Etsy. But there's a link. Uh, there's a link on cosmiceye.org for that, um, I believe. And if there isn't, I'll put one. Uh, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the emperor. We're going to talk about the emperor. Of course, if you wish to uh, 
uh, to donate to uh, to the show. We'd really appreciate that. It's at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. Have a great week. Goodbye and God bless.